Thank you for praying last week as I went through a medical procedure which left me with a little bit of a raspy voice. So I apologize if I sound a bit different in this recording, but I'll do my best to make it not irritating. To my ears, it's very irritating. I'm talking about the secret life today because in Keep the Hearts episodes, you've noticed this trend. We cover the issues of life, and the secret life is definitely an issue. I was talking to the Lord in prayer one day, and I was asking him to search me and try me, as the scripture advises us to do in Psalm 139, verse 23. All of a sudden, a face appeared in my mind, and I knew at that moment that the Lord had put his all-knowing finger on a secret sin. Thank you for joining Keep the Heart for today's podcast with Francie Taylor. Francie is an author, teacher, and conference speaker. Sharing lessons from the Word of God is her passion. Now, back to today's important study. We better be careful what we pray for. As the saying goes, we may get what we ask for. And when I asked the Lord to show me if there was anything that I was doing that was displeasing to Him, He sure did show me. But it was a surprise that He brought up a person. You see, I was nurturing a dislike for someone And this just was not pleasing to the Lord. Now, I thought I had a good reason. After all, the person had been unkind, extremely, extremely unkind. But the Lord wanted me to stop it right away. So I yielded yet another secret part of my life to the Lord. I needed to get over that unkindness and release that person and forgive and move on. And if I didn't, the scripture is clear, I was at risk for bitterness. Now, maybe that doesn't sound so bad to you, but it was bad enough for the Lord to convict me about it. Do you have a secret life full of secret sins? Are you doing anything or harboring any attitude that the Lord would have you change? Does it even matter to you? Let's look at some common examples of a secret life, things that we tend to take lightly. And then let's cover some suggested solutions. These are just ideas for you to go in and get with the Lord alone and look at these areas in your life on your own. The first area is the area of secret thoughts. Matthew 15, 19 says, For out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness, blasphemies. In other words, before we ever do something wrong, we first have to think about it. So what are some examples of secret thoughts? Disliking people or holding a grudge, that's an example. The example I went through in my own life, God can plainly see these thoughts. And I had to be honest with God and myself about the fact that this was sin. James 4.17 is so good at defining sin, and I like to go and revisit that verse frequently because it's a simple reminder so that we don't get confused about sin. Therefore, to him that knoweth to do good, and doeth it not, to him it is sin. Here's another example of a secret thought. Impure fantasies. Beware of anything that feeds impurities into the mind. Do you remember the story of Amnon and his sister Tamar from 2 Samuel 13? Realize that Amnon fantasized about his sister before he assaulted her. The scripture said that he was so vexed that he fell sick for her. That meant he was thinking about her in a wrong way. This is similar to what happens in adultery. 
someone starts thinking about another person in a wrong way, and they continue to feed those impure thoughts until those impure thoughts become actions. It starts in the heart and the mind. So what do we do with these secret thoughts? Ask the Lord to forgive you and to give you a clean heart and a right spirit, and then purpose to keep it that way. A second area that's a part of the secret life, secret words. Matthew 12, 36 says, But I say unto you that every idle word men shall speak, they shall give account thereof in the day of judgment. Words also proceed from the heart. So the condition of the heart affects the content of our words. We may not think much about our words, but God does. What are some examples of secret words? Telling others about how someone else has hurt us. Proverbs 25, 9 says, Debate thy cause with thy neighbor himself, and discover not a secret to another. Talking about people behind their backs negatively influences the thinking of others. It unfairly colors their thinking in a negative way. You know that people tend to attract like-minded friends? Carnal friends attract carnal friends. And carnal Christians talk about other people behind their backs, and it doesn't bother them because they're not walking as close to God as they can. Now, I say that carefully because all of us fall in this area at some point in time. But the question is this, does the fall bother you? See, if we can do wrong and have it not bother us, we're not walking closely with the Lord. It's just that simple. We can't walk with him and walk contrary to his word at the same time. So this is really worthy of examining. Here's another example of secret words, sowing discord among the brethren. Proverbs 6.19 says that God hates this. Sowing discord is like planting weed seeds of strife, tension, and disharmony. Discord often results from differences of opinion. That's why it's a really good reason to keep our opinions to ourselves, unless somebody asks us. You know so many ministries are greatly harmed by people that go around sowing discord, Friendships and families are hurt that way too. Beware of having your own agenda and do not become a critic of those who are on your own team. What's the solution to secret words? Aim for the words that are acceptable in God's sight. Psalm 1914 is so clear on this. And remind yourself that you will give an account for your own words one day. And number three in the final area of an example of a secret life, Secret Deeds. Proverbs 15.3 says, The eyes of the Lord are in every place, beholding the evil and the good. What are some examples of secret deeds? Well, here's one, backsliding. Now, we already know that when we backslide, we are literally guilty of abandoning our faith and convictions and going back to our bad old ways. It comes down to this. If we won't obey God and follow his word, we're going to slide backwards. And in the beginning, it may be a secret, but eventually it becomes very public. Do you have any standards and convictions of your own that have biblical foundations? If their foundations are biblical, why would you change them? Go back and check and see, did I drop something that was biblical and trade it for something that's worldly? We know, but God knows even more. Here's another example of a secret deed, being sweet in public but salty at home. Do any of these describe your behavior in private? Are you harsh 
and this is either with your spouse or if you have children or it's with loved ones or with coworkers, would they describe you as harsh? Are you moody? Well, it's that time of the month. Tom gets blamed for a lot of things. And really, time of the month is not an excuse for us to let our guard down spiritually. And it's definitely not an excuse for us to be tart. Are you difficult? Are you argumentative, easily offended, hard to please, critical, and looking at other people and seeing that they've got all kinds of problems and you're thinking even they are the problem in your life? Are you unloving? Are you withholding love from someone because you feel like they don't deserve it? Sometimes I think we take great risks at taking people for granted. Like, I don't have to treat them right because I've got tomorrow. I can treat them right maybe later when I feel like it. What if you don't get maybe later? Any of these behaviors would be ungodly. We can't expect to have a pleasant life if we're allowing ourselves to be unpleasant. I think that if our heart doesn't bother us when we're doing something wrong, we need to take a look at whether or not our heart has gotten off track from God. All we have to do is leave our heart unguarded to get off track. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life, it says in Proverbs 4.23. That word keep means to guard and protect. If your heart doesn't bother you when you're doing wrong, something is off course somewhere. Instead of saying, oh, it's not so bad, ask yourself, is this spiritually good for me? It reminds me of a story I saw hanging on a bulletin board in the doctor's office where it told the story about a dad who was trying to make a point in teaching his children not to use faulty measurements such as, it's not so bad. And he asked them, what would they think if he made them some brownies that had just a little bit of dog poop in them? You've probably heard the story. It's been told dozens of different ways. But basically, it's such a gross picture, isn't it? Obviously, you could trick people into eating a pan of brownies with dog poop in them just because of the matching colors, right? But nobody would willingly, knowingly eat that. We need to have a mentality where we don't willingly, knowingly have secret deeds that would offend our God. What's the solution? Stop pretending that it's okay to do wrong. Confess and forsake these secret sins. Proverbs 28.13 says, He that covereth his sins shall not prosper, but whoso confesseth and forsaketh them shall have mercy. Any of us could have a secret life, and we need to yield all areas of our lives to God by going to him in prayer and asking him to search and try us. He wants us to know how to live, so he has given us the instructions in his scripture. Titus 2.12 says, Denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, We should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. God is clearly telling us in his word that we have the pattern for living. We just have to decide whether or not we're going to follow the pattern. Soberly, righteously, godly. This is the kind of life you can live openly, not secretly. You've been listening to Francie Taylor. For more from Francie, visit KeepTheHeart.com for devotionals, books, and the popular Bible study series, I See You, In Christ Unconditionally. I See You is flexible by design and encourages users to develop the habit of daily Bible study. Visit KeepTheHeart.com today. Thank you for listening.